if I don't publicly outcry against what is determined hate speech, then I am punished. I am associated with that idiot. We now go from freedom of speech to requirement of association. Massage therapy is used by millions of people who want to feel better and live better. Get back to doing what you love. Visit AYAMassageCDA.com to schedule your appointment. Abandon your aches massage. Relief. Relax. Refresh. Historically, it's usually a gamble when businesses speak out about anything. But now with social media's pervasiveness, vast reach and viral potential, brands are now put under a new global microscope. In today's divisive social and political climate, brands face unprecedented challenges when engaging with consumer audiences on social platforms. As hot-button issues dominate headlines, many businesses and brands have struggled to navigate today's biggest and sometimes most controversial conversations. On this episode, Ed and Phil will talk about how to navigate your business when you are thrust into the political spotlight when all you really want to do is serve your community by selling your products and your services. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with the cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Business Buffet. My name is Phil Anderson, and again, only 8,448 feet away is my podcast in crime partner, Ed Bejarana. Hello, Ed. Hey, Phil, how are you doing? By the way, you know, I rode right by your house this morning. Is that right? I did. did I, was, you, I was doing on, about on 20, 21 miles an hour, but yeah, shoom, <laughs> I just passed right by you. So it's a lot you closer have, than 8,000 feet. Well, do you, do you have a little bell on your bike to have people get the hell out of the way? I do, but it's embarrassing for a guy my size. <laughs> You know, well, kind of, next time you go by, just go ding, 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 ding. It's I kind probably of like having, won't be able to hear you. I'll be it's like having a truck with a horn that goes beep, 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 beep. Oh, my God. I, I have a car that has a horn like that, and it's really embarrassing. I try not to use it at all. But, it's horrible. Well, you know, now I, I have an electric car, and it's a smart car frame, so it's a really tiny thing. In fact, people walk by and say, wow, that's a small car you got there. Yeah, but the horn is big. <laughs> you, you and it also horn. weighs probably twice as much as most trucks, too, with the batteries, right? Oh, yeah, that thing is heavy. That is really, really, really heavy. Do you know how many miles 8,448 feet is? 5.38 miles. It's 1.6 miles. Excuse me, 1. Point, yeah, 1. 1.3 miles. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, 5,280 feet in a mile. What am I thinking? <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, that answers my next question of whether I want you to do, um, you know, my book. So, uh, 
Well, by the time I got to your house on the bicycle, it was five point something miles. Oh, well, you had already gone around all sorts of other places. So you are just in much better weather today than yesterday, I imagine. It was a little drizzly yesterday, but, you know, it was kind of cold this morning. Nevertheless, I was out. I did it. Well, that's great. Hey, so how was your 4th of July? 4th of July was great. 29 years of marital bliss. My wife and I celebrated. And that is 100% bliss? 100% bliss. Yeah, Kay must be right next to you. Okay, so (laughs) let let me ask you this. On a serious note, do you and I agree on things, would you say? Yeah, every now and again. Okay, well, that kind of answers the next question. Do do we agree on everything? (laughs) Yeah, no. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the things that we disagree on, do we let those things stand in the way of our friendships and relationships? And I I might add yes. (laughs) You know, no. And that's the reason why we're good friends. I mean, I I don't like to hang out with people who agree with me because I think I'm a screwed up individual personally. I mean, if the world ran the way I wanted to run, it it would collapse. We we wouldn't make it to Thursday. Um, So having people with differing opinions is what really makes me sharp, what keeps me sharp and challenges my ideas. But the same token, having somebody like you who is uh, open to new ideas, yet confident enough in their own belief system that they're willing to have a serious conversation. To me, that's kind of important and maybe a little bit of what's wrong with America right now. Yeah, there's no conversation. Well, there's a lot of yelling, but I wouldn't say uh, constructive conversation, that's for sure. So last week I texted you an idea for an episode, and I believe I said something like, I think this might be the week that we acknowledge the political aspect to social media. Now, you know, I, I, I am not one to jump into politics any, anymore. You kind of have to have your pulse on, on the politics that's going on. but. Again, how do you know what to believe and what not to believe? And I know you'll have lots to say about this whole idea of politics and social media. Uh, and what, what businesses are seeing right now is that people are expecting them to choose sides. Ed, if they don't, they have strong opposition coming at them. And if they do, guess what? They have strong opposition coming at them. It's very daunting, isn't it? It is, you know, and I faced this when I myself was a politician. I served in office uh, for a short time. I was appointed to city council, but I I helped candidates get elected. I served as a political activist and a campaign manager on multiple candidate campaigns. I city council, governor, state representative. I even worked on a presidential campaign for Mike Huckabee. Uh, it's, it's kind of a dirty water. It's, it's a messy field, but I made the decision then that I wasn't going to separate politics from business. And in one of those private meetings that you have as a political consultant with uh, all of the other political consultants in, in your particular region, I said proudly, I'm, I'm going to wear my politics on my sleeve and I'm going to get business because of it. And, um, you know, not only did that get thrown back in my face, but I, I did, I got a ton of business from it. You know, my, my basic philosophy on everything is, you know, I'm really good at math. So I, I do the math, 330 million 
people in the United States of America. 63 million people voted for Donald Trump to become president. I can handle about 300 customers a year. Right. Right. So it's yeah. okay if I advertise the fact I'm a conservative, proud of to be. And uh, conservatives who want to work with conservatives, uh, they come to me. That said, my client base isn't just conservative. My client base, I have a lot of very liberal friends. Well, it's interesting because that's basically the gist of this whole idea for this episode. And we'll get into that a little bit later uh, when I tell the story about what happened to one of my clients. Uh, But last December, I mean, that's a long time ago, almost exactly seven months ago, actually. And only our 14th episode, we actually talked about getting a bad or negative review and how you can handle it as a business. But what's going on now is absolutely crazy. You know, they say you should never bring up politics at a wedding reception, which I did do, by the way, about a year and a half ago, and then stepped away. That's something I, I like to do at parties, kind of drop in and say something controversial and step away and, you know, watch the festivities. That's right. Just wind not very it up nice. and step out of the I way. I do. I really like to do that. Um, but, you know, uh, these, these things are said for a reason. And I know I say to all of my clients, uh, look, no politics and no religion on your business social platforms. Do you have that conversation with your clients at all? Uh, You know, I talk politics with my clients almost all the time. Um, Because I've never hidden my political ideology, at the same same token, I've never discouraged disagreement. Uh, Some of my very best friends on this planet disagree with everything I stand for politically. So, um, no, it's not about the disagreement. It's about the inability to agree to disagree that separates it. And for that reason, because I'm so able to work great with people who agree to disagree, no, I'm comfortable talking about politics with anybody whom I'm doing business with. You made a reference on last week's episode that I made a post on my personal uh, Facebook page which is can we just all concentrate on the 75% of the things we do agree on and not go to war on the 25% of those things that we don't agree on? To me, it's really easy, but for a lot of people, uh, not so much, right? Well, you know, and both sides of the political spectrum struggle with this. You see people who are passionate about getting their uh, their way, their person elected, their ideology uh, mainstreamed in their particular cities, counties, state, whatever. Uh, it, if it's not everything, it's nothing. Um, I shared a story in an episode, several episodes back, about a gentleman who, who questioned my very religious belief because I didn't agree with everything that he thought. That's an example of somebody who can't agree to disagree. Right. To me, that's un-American. America was built by the idea that somewhere in the middle is the right answer. We're the melting pot. Right. In, in my social studies classes, we talked at length about the melting pot. You take all of these ideologies from around the world, you put them in the pot, you, you melt them down, you stir it up, and what you get is America. Right. So, so you had mentioned that you actually have been pretty open in the past 
uh, sharing your political beliefs within your business uh, culture. I know you have a podcast called Conservative Guide to American Politics, CGAP, right? Correct. And you are not shy at all about your political stance uh, because you do share a lot of this stuff on your personal uh, social platforms. Do you still share those things on your business social platforms? I do, in fact. Um, Yeah? Yeah. When I'm working on different aspects of business development, I may or may not be posting on the Zenith Exhibits Facebook wall, but you can go back through the history on my Facebook wall, especially back about four, four and a half, five years, and you'll see some posts on Zenith Exhibits where I am just ripping the local media to shreds. There's a video on there uh, that uh, the mayor and I worked out, he let me have the time, that I just ripped the editor of two newspapers, the Pamplin Media Group and the Oregonian, just ripped them a new one because of their inability to accept the right to privacy. And it was, I had the, the bully pulpit. It was aired publicly on TV, and there was not a damn thing they could do to stop it. That was shared on Zenith Exhibits, by the way. From that one video, I always like to rub this in to Steve Brown, editor of the Gresham Outlook. I made $62,000, you putts. Thank you, you for the putts. opportunity. <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, a business is getting involved in politics. Sometimes you're, you're thrust into the political spotlight, whether you want to be there or not. Uh, one bad political interaction, however, can be enough to lose a customer. Now, in your case, it was possibly enough to gain a, a few customers. So you have to kind of weigh that. Every business has to weigh that, right? But if we think, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, exactly. And and I made that calculation, but this was planned. This wasn't accidental. I didn't one day wake up and say, okay, enough is enough. I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm a conservative. I've been a conservative going through college in California as a conservative. Even back then, um, I got A's in my class because of it. A C.C. Ba- Professor C.C. Bailey, Dr. Bailey, one of my favorite professors. I was a poli-sci minor. He pulled me aside and he said, you know, had you been a typical conservative, this probably would be a B-. And instead it was an A-plus because I engaged. But at the same token, I didn't personally engage. I didn't tear somebody down because of their stupid ideas. I used logic, and I let the argument go where it went. I think you just hit the nail on the head, too. You didn't tear down other people. You know, you can either be the, the highest building in the city and the second or the second highest building in the city, and there's two ways to get there, right? One is to tear down all the buildings <laughs> until you're the tallest one, right? Or you can just work on getting your buildings built up. So a couple of things that... Uh, that I want to bring up as examples. One was the one that we hear all the time to this day, Colin Kaepernick, right? Papa John's actually ended its relationship with the National Football League in a large part because some players kneeled during the national anthem. Uh, that was four years ago. And he did that for a particular reason, to bring awareness of police brutality. And he was persecuted for that. He also hasn't worked since. They blackballed him from the league. Now we're back onto a new 
uh, wheel of that uh, sort, what would happen if he or other players melt today if they ever get to play? What would happen? What would be the, the sentiment now? It would be completely different, wouldn't it? You know, because it's been normalized, we've been desensitized to the insult. You know, in full disclosure, when Colin Kaepernick started kneeling and the league allowed it, I too stopped watching NFL. Haven't watched since. Haven't spent a single dime on watching or participating in football. Moved over to hockey. To me, <clears throat> that's one of those things where it, it's, it's, a, it, it's a sacrificial lamb. To me, when you can make your point, and I'll even give you airtime to make your political point, but oh, we got millions of men and women who died to make this country what it is, and to kneel for the national anthem that exists solely for the pride of the country that's a slap in the face of everybody who died. So yeah, there's, there's a point where I even become in a, unable to agree to disagree. So would it change your perspective? If you knew that he talked to multiple people that were in the service, uh, service members that said, this is your best route. This is the way, if you're going to make a point, this is the way to do it. Would that change your perspective at all? No, not at all. Yeah, that he did do that, which is um, again, it's it's interesting. He felt like he was taking the right step. Chick Fil A. So there's one so thing. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, well, let me throw that in there. He didn't talk to the family members of the soldiers who died. He talked to active service members. Maybe he should sure. go talk to a gold star mother who lost multiple children in World War II. Right. How do you feel yep. if I use the national anthem as a way to take a political message that I think America is bad? Right. Take no, that mom, put her on TV, get her to agree. I'm still going to disagree with you, but I'll have a lot more respect because at least sure. he listened to somebody who actually paid a price for this. Country. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And Chick-fil-A, uh, their, uh, their chief, Chick, Chick-fil-A incorporated in the past made comments about the company's support of the traditional family, right? Which means, all else is off the table because we like a traditional family. And it was subsequently reported that the company donated to anti-LGBTQ groups. And I didn't stumble over those letters. No, you did but, good. You missed like 16 of them, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it started like two or three, and now we keep adding. But, you know, it, they were drugged into this political spotlight. So what's the right answer to all of this? You know, that one's a tough one. The Chick-fil-A position is biblically based, much like the bakers in Oregon who chose not right. to bake a cake for a lesbian couple for their wedding. Um, right. Yeah, me, it, unlike the national anthem, uh, it, this one is a personal choice, and I'm indifferent to it. As as hard as that sounds, it. What it came down to is I had to make a moral decision. Where is that line? Where is the threshold of intolerance? Where am I willing to say, you know what? you got to face St. Peter when you die, not me. When I face St. Peter, it's going to be for my sins, not yours. So in this particular case, what somebody decides to do in, in their personal life 
to me, it doesn't matter. And I think Chick-fil-A, they certainly have the right to make these decisions, just like that couple in, in sure. Oregon with their bakery or the photographer in Denver. The, the issue here is, do I get all worked up over it? Yeah. No, not really. Well, now there's an ad boycott, boycott on Facebook by some major brands. Uh, some are saying until Facebook can stop hate content. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds a lot like censorship, doesn't it? Hmm, doesn't. So, all right. I know you had mentioned that you had talked to your clients about step forward if they were singled out for staying silent on social issues and how they may want to handle that and all of that sort of thing. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll talk about that when we come back. Right now, we're going to take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor. At F1 for Help, we have made it very convenient for our customers for the last 20 years. We have a storefront for our walk-in clients and for problems that can only be resolved at your residence or place of business, we will come to you. And as long as your internet connection is working reasonably fast and with your permission, we have remote control utilities that allow us to connect to your computer and work on it from our office. Sometimes a quick peek is all it takes to get you and your computer back up and running. For more information or to get started, visit our website at www.f1forhelp.net or give us a call at 208-687-0183. That's 208-687-0183. At F1 for Help, we are fond of saying, we clean windows, but we're not janitors. Welcome back. Uh, today we're talking about uh, kind of being thrust into the political spotlight as a, as a business, almost whether you want to or not. And we've kind of bantered around whether businesses should or should not uh, have a political stance. Um, it's kind of up to them, right? You kind of know what uh, the, the pros and cons to that. But before we went to the break, I did mention that there is going to be a, there is, we're in the middle of a Facebook ad boycott by some major brands. And these brands want Facebook to do a better job of taking down what they call hate content. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and push away from the mic because I'm going to say, this is kind of a slippery slope, isn't it? You know, it goes against the American ideals. And I'm going to bring Colin Kaepernick back into this. Because it, this is a morals decision. The idea of freedom of speech doesn't exist to permit speech we agree with. It exists to permit speech we disagree with. And for that exact reason, I agree 100% with Colin Kaepernick's right to do what he's doing. But because he's doing it, and because the company he work, worked for didn't prevent it, because a lot more people are kneeling, I chose to go the boycott route. Now, rather than try to organize a national campaign, I just stopped participating. Just like our listener may struggle with their customers having such a decision. When they find out what you believe they very well may see, well, I don't want to do business with you again. I'll share a story. I, I provided web service for a company in the Portland area. I'm, I'm going to leave their name out of this because he's still a friend. 
but they were very anti-gun. They just didn't believe anybody should have the right to carry a firearm. I had a concealed carry permit. I carry a gun. I am always armed. He actually posted a sign and made sure to tell me directly, I don't want you to bring your gun into business. And I said, well, then I can't work with you. And I, in essence, fired him. You, as a business owner, have to make a decision. What are you going to do when you're faced with this moral line? Where, where is that threshold that you just you won't go any further? So the boycott that's being organized on Facebook, I, I don't have any issue with because that's the right. Freedom of speech means freedom of speech. If some Nazi asshole wants to go out and, and chant his crap, well, he has the right in America to do that. Do I agree with it? No. But here's where it's gotten crazy. Now, if I don't publicly outcry against what is determined hate speech by somebody who is constantly moving the fence, then I am punished. I am associated with that idiot. It's like all of a sudden I've become the Nazi because I didn't denounce the individual who said the words publicly. And that is where we now go from freedom of speech to requirement of association. We have to state where we truly associate. And this Facebook boycott is simply a way to pressure the corporate entity, which, by the way, the top 100 advertisers on Facebook account for 6% of the $74 billion in revenue that the company makes on an annual basis. This boycott is, it, this, this boycott's not going to do anything except raise awareness, and it's going to force people to have this discussion. How far am I willing to go? So this brings up a great point. <clears throat> Businesses can be forced to make a stance regardless of whether they want to or not. I have a customer, a new client. Uh, it is uh, America's top widget company here in Coeur d'Alene. It sounds like you're protecting the company name. Yeah. There's, there's no reason to air dirty laundry. Gotcha. But, so, and this is a, a, a business that's very well loved in the community. They hired someone who's going to be the face of their new unique widget. And uh, this person actually takes a pretty strong political stance away from his job. And was actually quoted in the paper. And so when people found out that this widget company hired this unique uh, person to start talking about their unique widgets, uh, they went crazy and just bombarded the social media of this widget company. To the point where the business was forced to make a decision. What, which way do we go? Because they were they were being called on to fire this this person, and they refused to do that. Well, one, they would, could get actually sued if they did, because this person was exercising their rights away from their job. But number two, 
they can't, they didn't want to get into this if they, if they did do it now. I mean, all of a sudden, what are you expected to do in the future? Uh, this lady now has purple hair and oh my God, you're going to, you're not going to hire her because she has purple hair. And you see what I mean, right? Well, well, let's take it to the extreme. The uh, America and the government has a very public policy where we will not negotiate with terrorists. So a terrorist used uh, back in the seventies, eighties and nineties, when it was popular to hijack (laughs) planes for money or a political cause, the American government just said, no, we're not going to give you money. We'll storm the plane and we'll kill you. But now, as we saw in Seattle, we're seeing in New York, we saw in Minneapolis, government is negotiating with terrorists. And the terrorists, right. in this particular case, they're calling them peaceful protesters. And there, there are a lot of peaceful protesters mixed in. Sure. However, there's these agitators. They are rioters. And when you go from protesting to rioting, when you go from marching down the street to breaking windows, you've crossed the line. That's my moralistic threshold. You've right. now taken your right to freedom of speech, and you've impeded on my right to fair and equitable operation. You've invaded on my right to safety in America. We pay taxes for the very people you're trying to defund. But every business in America is going to be forced to make this decision. I'm actually advising my clients, you got to be ready. Because when the question comes, you're not going to have very long to respond. And right now the big question is, is do you support what BLM stands for? Black Lives Matters. I thought that was Bureau of Land Management. It, yeah, it used to be, but yeah, apparently <laughs> now it's a political organization. So I'm advising my clients, you got to be ready with an answer. doesn't matter what the answer is. You're going to get land blasted one way or the other, kind of like your intro showed. So interesting that you say that because we have touted on the business buffet for months to know what your why is in your business, right? Mm-hmm. If you know what your why is, why are you in business? What is your culture? What is your brand? Really reduce that all the way down to that simple question. What is your why? These things kind of have a way of answering themselves, don't they? They do. But let me take it one step further and let me apply a little bit of logic here. Because flocks take care of one another. Now, you you can see a lion on the National Geographic's channel creeping up on uh, a gazelle. And the, the lion, if it's one gazelle, won't hesitate a second. But if it's a herd of gazelles, he will. It's a pack of wolves. There was a special about Yellowstone. And the wolf pack that's there, they won't take on an elk if they're in a pack. They try to separate them and get one off by themselves because, right. uh, you know, they get kicked in the head. They're, they're injured. They're dead. So what we've got going on right now is a situation where you're going to be injured one way or the other. So which pack do you want to belong to? There's a young woman who recently was fired from her job. I don't want to say her name. I don't want to say the job. I'm not into doxing. But this young woman said that if anybody said all lives matters, 
they should be stabbed. <laughs> so this is a physical threat for a political belief, a political statement. To me, moralistic threshold, the idea that all lives matter doesn't seem unreasonable. But this is a person who felt, I'm going to stab you if I hear you say that. That individual lost their job. Okay, that business made a decision. They obviously had the decision already made. They had their moralistic threshold defined because it didn't take long for them to fire her. But here's where the story gets crazy. My statement is, which flock do you want to belong to? Do you want to belong to the flock who thinks, hey, that's a great idea. You know what? We should stab people if they disagree with us. Or do you want to belong to the other group that says, man, that's evil. This woman has got a GoFundMe page that was set up for her, and there are tens of thousands of dollars that are being donated to help her. That's right. a flock decision saying, hey, you know, that's a great idea. We should stab people. So no matter what decision you make as a business, when you're faced with these questions, you're going to be attacked. Which side do you want to be on when the battle is done? That's the question that I help advise my con- customers understand. Well, and what, what I do is constantly trying to educate people. And in this case, I had to educate my clients who really, really didn't know what to do. And I said, look, you have a widget company that people love and they love to see your new unique widgets. Make a statement that isn't going to uh, be negative, but make it a positive statement and get back to your business. And you know what? In two or three days, that's exactly what happened. Not only that, Ed, they had an influx of, of new business because they stood their ground and they did it in a non-negative way. Just like the people who are donating to the GoFundMe account, the people on the other side of the flock, those people who gave me $60,000 to do business because I was actively political, your flock will help you out. You've just got to be brave enough to take it public or keep quiet altogether. Yeah, so there's 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 a saying that says uh, uh, those who follow the masses sometimes they don't see the silent M, right? Mm-hmm. Or the the M that's removed. And so you just have to be aware of these things. Uh, so there is a time and a place to mix. And trust me, I didn't ever think that I would be the one that would say those words. But I mean, Nike rolled out, I rolled the dice with Colin Kaepernick, uh, which led to the president tweeting against. Nike, but they had a 31% re- uh, sales increase. Um, according to Buzz or uh, Sprout Social, 66% of consumers think, think it's important for brands to take public stands on social and political issues. So this is what we're talking about, right? You, you kind of have to know who your ideal client is and, and, and know where you're coming from. And hopefully those two things uh, jive together, right? Absolutely. And the the idea is the same as what we've been talking about. Choose your flock 
and stick with them. Don't try to ride the line and bounce between the two. If you try to make everybody happy, you make nobody happy. Yeah, isn't that the case? Uh, that same research that I just pulled out from uh, Sprout Social said that um, brands have more to lose in silence than in speaking out. These are these are blanket statements that just do not cover every single business. So if you feel like you want to be a part of the political conversation within your business, go ahead and do it, but post things in a positive light. There's no reason to be negative about things. Be positive about things, right? Absolutely. And really make sure it's, yeah, make sure it's a cause you believe in. Are you just saying something because it's trendy? That's just going to get you in trouble. Make sure it's something you really, really believe in. It's a cause you believe in. Bottom line to this whole discussion, you, as a business owner, must make the decision whether you want to involve politics or not. Personally, I'm not sure it's worth the risk. But even though our society seems to be demanding that businesses take a strong political stand, things change quickly. You can be in the business of following pop culture and mimicking the knee-jerk reactions of our society, or just stay the course with your strong values and positive message. I, I wish I could say you're a guaranteed success with whatever choice you make, but sometimes it's just not that simple. And this is one of those times. Ed, any last words? Don't be afraid of believing what you believe. You came to that conclusion for a good reason. Go ahead and be proud with it. If it's the wrong decision, you're okay to change it as well. But in today's climate, you're going to be forced to make it. You better be prepared with what you're going to say. So a quote of the day from Larry Hardiman. Politics, it's a noun. Poly means many. Six means blood-sucking parasites. I had to do it, Ed. That's <laughs> it for, day, for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. And remember, eat hearty in business. At F1 for Help, we offer a variety of services in-house and on-site, ranging from estimates to our popular general maintenance program and reloading your operating system as part of a wipe and reload. If you want to take the cost out of IT, we recommend signing up for the F1 for Help Manages Services program. If you have any questions, please give F1 for Help a call at 208 687-0183. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.